everything was just drastically changing and there was nothing we could really do about it. But I remember watching this TED Talk on YouTube and this guy was talking about how when something bad happens in our lives, we have two options. So we can either sit back and wait for time to pass by or kind of see, choose to see opportunity. And I feel like this really inspired me to step back and say, like, hey, there's no better time to start than now, so I might as well do it. And I find that I'm always second guessing myself or have fear stopping me. Welcome to Made It Happen podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Haefling. Made It Happen is a podcast series highlighting female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. Through interviews with female entrepreneurs, Made It Happen is dedicated to inspiring others through stories of those who have experienced going out on their own firsthand, discussing all the highs and the lows. It can be easy to see the glamorous side of starting your own business through the internet and social media, but what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Hear how these inspiring female founders made it happen. So I just want to start off by saying thank you so much for joining me here today, Emma, and I'm so excited to hear about your business and your journey as an entrepreneur. Thank you so much for having me. How about we start off with having you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, sure. So I'm Emma Yamamoto. I'm 17 years old from Brampton, Ontario, and I started my own jewelry business around April, May of last year. And ever since then, I've experienced huge growth without my business, and I'm extremely thankful for it. I work on it full-time while being a student athlete, and I'm still in my last year of high school, so I manage everything myself. So I design my own website, photography, managing social media, and even making the jewelry itself. Wow, that's that's amazing, and I'm I'm so you know impressed that you had you started this and like in high school, seventeen years old. It's definitely very impressive. And so, what was it that first made you decide to start this company? I started this around April and May, so that was when my province went into full lockdown because of COVID. I was temporarily laid off from my part-time job, so I was trying to find new ways to make money because. With my rep hockey, it's definitely not a cheap hobby to do. I kind of wanted to help out my parents and pay for a portion of it. And with no job at the time, I felt like it was going to be really challenging. So as terrible as lockdown was for everyone, I did find that I had a lot more time, which is really unusual for me because with my sports school and a part-time job at the time, I don't really find a lot of free time in my schedule. And I feel people can relate when I say the lockdown at the beginning was mentally really, really tough because everything was just drastically changing and there was nothing we could really do about it. But I remember watching this TED Talk on YouTube and this guy was talking about how when something bad happens in our lives, we have two options. So we can either sit back and wait for time to pass by or kind of see, choose to see opportunity. And I feel like this really inspired me to step back and say, like, hey, there's no better time to start than now, so I might as well do it. And I find that I'm always second-guessing myself or have fear stopping me. But what really helped in this decision was because I noticed there was a demand for what I was producing, which was my jewelry. And out of all the things I could have made into a business, um, I feel like jewelry was definitely the best fit because I've always had an interest in fashion 
as well as entrepreneurship, which I feel like not a lot of people really know. But just being able to make something that I love and turning it into a profitable situation was when I decided I could really make something out of it. So starting a business while incorporating both these things that I love was definitely perfect for me. Amazing. Well, well, I love that. And I think a lot of people can definitely relate to, you know, that feeling at the beginning of lockdown and the pandemic. And then also, you know, that fear of starting a business, I think is something that, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs go through at the start, but it's definitely, you know, worth it in the end. And so I'm curious too, with jewelry, um, you know, you mentioned sort of how it was that perfect mix. Um, Where did you first learn how to make this jewelry and sort of how did that all get started? Yeah. So basically what happened was, the very first product I had was this, it was just a simple beaded pearl choker. And my mom actually made it for me and it broke. So she, I asked her to fix it, but she told me that she would just teach me how to fix it just in case anything happened in the future. So we sat down in our kitchen and this was again during lockdown and she just showed me how to do it. And I was like, wow, that's a lot easier than I would have thought. So. After that, I literally took all the supplies to my room and then I just started making so many of them because I wanted to give them to my friends. So, and then after that, I just watched some YouTube videos on how to do it and stuff. And I realized that I can make other jewelry. So that's kind of how, uh, how I built up some more products to sell for my business. Amazing. And do you, so where do you sort of go, you know, to find the inspiration for the products and decide which ones you want to do as well as, you know, you said that you run the business completely yourself. You handle the social media and photography. So how did you sort of learn the back end of it? Yeah. So when I first started making jewelry, I think I would cater more towards things that I would wear myself. So like that first um, necklace that I made, it was just something that I liked And I knew that it would sell because wherever I would go, I would get comments from other people asking where I got it. So I just kind of, at the beginning, based my jewelry off of more trendy summer kind of jewelry. But now that time has gone by, I mean, trends are constantly changing and I'm always looking for ways to introduce new products. So um, I had the idea of coming out with three major collections and my most recent collection being called the Minimalistic Collection, where I design jewelry inspired around the concept of minimalism, but overall, I feel like generally my jewelry is pretty minimalistic, and I think that's a reflection on myself and sort of my own style, because I wear pretty minimalistic jewelry all the time, so creating this collection was definitely a lot of work, but easy to design, but I think for the other two collections, I'm trying my best to focus on some pieces that I wouldn't normally wear, because I want people with all different tastes and styles to feel included. And I feel like nowadays with trends and sort of feeling the need to fit in is partially driven by social media. And it's almost like we're forcing ourselves to like things, not because we like them, but because it's popular. So I think stepping outside of my comfort zone and getting inspiration from other people instead of myself is another main focus for my other two collections and even in the future. Hmm. I, I love that. And that, that definitely makes sense. And, you know, getting out of your comfort zone and, you know, finding those new pieces, I think, is, is definitely great to hear. And, um, you know, you had a really great 
initiative that you had started to where, um, you know, some of your proceeds you gave, you gave to the Black Lives Matter. And so I'd love to hear a little bit more about this, you know, what prompted this idea and sort of what inspired this um, initiative that you started? Yeah, so um, it all started back in June of last year. I sort of had the idea of making BLM donation bracelets where I donated 100% of the profits to different organizations. I did my research and I wrote a little bit about each organization in the description and I just wanted to let people choose which one they wanted to donate to. And this was around the time when George, the George Floyd incident took place and this ongoing issue really, I think it really spoke its volume because including myself, a lot of people have no idea what happens in their everyday lives. And um, as I would know, racism is always, has always been a really prevalent issue that even I've experienced myself because I am Asian. My mom is Chinese and my dad is Japanese. So I've grown up experiencing these kinds of things. So I used to not really notice it when I was younger, but later on, I realized that what others are saying is wrong, even if it didn't come off as being racist. And I have close family that are black. So just kind of realizing the things and understanding what they go through on a daily basis that other people may not have to worry about. It's not fair. And it was really eye-opening for me. And honestly, prior to last year, there were so many things that I didn't know about BLM and just the different life they live because of the color of the skin. And I feel like that shouldn't be the case. So for my jewelry, even though I didn't have a huge platform at the time, I still wanted to use it to sort of reach out to as many people as I could. But I was like shocked to see it all blow up because I never would have thought that would happen. I remember that night my phone was blowing up with notifications and I was so happy to see all the overwhelming support. I think I got 200 orders in just three days, which was amazing. But at the same time, it also meant I had to make 200 bracelets all by myself. So it was also extremely stressful. But for the first time ever, I asked my mom and my sister for help, and I even paid them. So I put my employees to work, and even though I was extremely sleep deprived by the end of it, it was all so worth it. And I ended up donating $1,500 to different BLM organizations. And I think that's that alone, I never would have thought it would blow up like that, but I couldn't have done it without the support of the community and my friends and family. I mean, I'm not really the kind of person who likes attention and I kind of like staying behind the scenes, but my mom was really proud of me and my dad and my mom sent it to all her yoga buddies and my family. And I think she even sent it to my vice principal. So the support I was receiving, despite how stressful it was, I think it was really nice to see every, all the support from everyone. And I think that giving back to the community is something we should all do because just kind of watching other people do it isn't going to make the difference that we need. And I just hope that I can inspire other people to do the same. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's so inspiring. And I, I love the messaging behind it. And I mean, I think that, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a very important cause and great that you're able to give back and then also just, you know, create the awareness in general too, with with the campaign, I think is so important. Um, so I think that's absolutely incredible that, you know, you're able to do that. 
And um, it's, you, you want to talk a little bit about to, you know, some of the marketing strategies that you've used to, you know, promote your business when first starting out and sort of now on, um, you know, you said social media is definitely a big part of that, but are there any other strategies you've used that you'd like to share? Yeah. So for the first, um, something that's unique is for the first two to three months, I actually didn't even have an Instagram or a website. So my business was getting out pretty, it wasn't, I wouldn't even say it was like a full on business at the time. It was just sort of something, a hobby that I was doing myself and then selling it to other people. So that happened through word of mouth where people would message my personal Instagram and I would send them pictures of the jewelry I had at the time and they would just let me know. So I think that after I started getting some customers, something that's really helped me that people don't really realize is, it sounds kind of weird, but having nice packaging because if you present your product nicely, people are going to want to show it off and that's how you reach even more people. So after those couple of months when I made an Instagram, it quickly gained followers, which I say I couldn't have done it without my friends. So I know a lot of people use Facebook ads, paid promotions on Instagram and other things like that. But also because I'm only 17 and you have to be 18 to do those sort of things. So I literally couldn't do that. (laughs) But at the same time, I'm kind of glad that it didn't work out because that just made me even more resourceful and find new ways to get my brand out there without having to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars on ads. I recommend watching this TED Talk, and it's called It Doesn't Take Money to Make Money. So basically, it explains how these guys started a company with zero dollars, but they prove that in order to make their business successful, it took things that money can't buy. And I think that's really important. That's a really important message because nowadays, a lot of people might assume that if you have a successful business, it's because of daddy's money or you were wealthy to start off with when that's not always the case. So in terms of my business, I do think that Instagram is probably the best platform for me since it reaches a wide audience and it is also my target market. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I'll definitely have to check out that TED Talk because it, I mean, sounds very interesting and I think it definitely is, you know, so relevant and I think organic marketing and, you know, word of mouth is and having a great product that people want to share is one of the best marketing tools, you know, you can really use. So it's great to hear that, you know, that's sort of how it's been building up. And do you want to talk a little bit about some of the resources um, or, you know, how you sort of learned to run when you were first starting your business and, you know, maybe creating your website or other resources that really helped you start in the beginning? Initially, I started selling on this platform called Depop. I'm not sure if you know what that is, but it's an app that's targeted more towards, I'd say, teens and young adults where people buy and sell clothes, like jewelry, miscellaneous items. So that's when I first started selling my jewelry. I made around 70 sales on this app until I decided to invest in making an actual website. Um, It was hard to find a website that allowed me to register under my own name since I am considered a minor. So this took me a lot of research, but I eventually found one that worked. But it sounds simple, but there's a lot more that came into it because since it's not a super mainstream website platform, I actually had to learn how to code and I've never coded before. So I had to do a ton of research on that. 
like just to insert a single picture took like 30 minutes. So that's that was a little bit extreme. But after that, I made an Instagram to promote my website. And it's grown a lot since. And I mean, I've never run a business by myself before. I mean, I've had um, interest in entrepreneurship for since I was even younger. But doing this, this is my first time I've ever done this. So I had to be very resourceful and just sort of do my own research. So something that would really help, and I continue to do this, is I watch a ton of YouTube videos on sort of the process of starting a business. More specifically, as you can tell, probably like TED Talks. I love TED Talks, podcasts. I listen to your podcast. I mean, I think it's really inspiring and just listening to other people's stories who sort of been through the same thing because just listening to what they have to say is really beneficial. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, thank you so much for, for listening and I'm glad that you, in, you enjoy it. And I, yeah, that's exactly, you know, what, what I was hoping for is, you know, having that tool to help other entrepreneurs. And, you know, like you said, yeah, a lot of it is sort of learning as you go. And it definitely sounds like, you know, you found the resources to, you know, make it happen and, and learn on your own, which is really great to hear. And with that too, has there been sort of, um, you know, one big obstacle um, that you really had to overcome with starting your company? And what did you do during this time to overcome it? There's definitely been a lot of obstacles throughout my business. But I think that one that stands out to me would have to be time management and sort of burnout. I know that when people say that they want to start a business, and I think that's great, but they only see the more glamorous side to it when in reality, it's not like that 24-7. I mean, it's extremely rewarding, but with that comes a lot of stress, hard work, and failure. Personally, I do feel like time is something that I still manage today, and with time comes burnout. I mean, I'm a full-time student in high school. I play rep hockey, and which takes up four to five days of the week when we weren't in lockdown. And within school, I'm involved in our student council and play on a lot of sports teams. Plus, I run a business all by myself. And I think after saying this out loud, I definitely do it to myself. But it's what I love to do, so it, it makes it worth it. There are days, though, where I find that I'm forcing myself to do too much. And it can be really exhausting mentally and physically. And I feel like hustle culture kind of looks down on having rest days because if you do your quote unquote like off your grind, I mean, I partially agree with this because you need to have a sense of urgency and motivation. But at the same time, sometimes a rest day is just as beneficial as working nonstop because like after reflecting on how busy my life is, I don't think I could have grown my business as much as it has if it weren't for COVID. I mean, as terrible as COVID is, we just have to do our part and stay home and just make the most of the time that's given to us. I mean, I'm still young and I'm constantly learning and trying my best to grow as a person, but I just see this as a journey and a learning opportunity. And in the future, I'm definitely working on giving myself a break every once in a while. 
Yes, that's, it's definitely important with, with entrepreneurs, but I really love, you know, what prompted you to start this and, you know, use your time for that. And especially, you know, when we had spoken before, you want to sort of inspire others to start their own business and don't let anything sort of be in the way, whether it's being too young or being afraid to do it. I love that, you know, that was sort of the motivation behind it. And with that too, you know, you said it's definitely worth it. Is there sort of one moment that really stands out to you as a highlight from your entrepreneur journey so far? There's definitely been a lot of moments where I've just sort of realized how far I've come considering just like any other business I started from basically nothing but I think that one that stands out in particular would have to be the BLM fundraiser that I did. I mean it was just so overwhelming to see how many people were there supporting me and I just had a moment where I couldn't believe this is real life. Like, I just made this in my room. It was also sort of a spontaneous decision where I had the idea and then the next day I decided to do it. And I feel like that happens a lot in my business where it just happens one day. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then the next day I just like full force just go for it, which can be good and bad at times. But I've had a lot of these moments over running my business, but I feel like this one was a huge one for me. And it was also at the beginning of my journey. So I sort of, this was my first introduction to sort of, I could do anything that I wanted and I saw the potential in my business. So yeah, I'd say the Black Lives Matter fundraiser that I did was definitely one of the biggest successes for me. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I mean, it, it is it is such a huge accomplishment and the impact that it had. So I think that that's incredible. And you, you mentioned too, sort of there with, you know, something that you've really learned about yourself, you know, through running a business. Is there anything else that, you know, you, you didn't expect to sort of, you know, find in yourself or really realize, you know, throughout this process? This is a really great question. And I know it sounds really cliche, but something that I've learned about myself while running my own business is that you can really do anything you want. I mean, growing up, we're always told that we we can do anything we want, but until you actually do it yourself, I feel like it has a whole other meaning to it. And that's definitely something I've learned over the past year because just looking back at where I started, I never would have imagined I would come this far, which is incredible. And I think proving to myself that it's possible has really given me confidence and just open so many doors to opportunity. I mean, just the fact that I'm being interviewed in like one of the top entrepreneurship podcasts right now, I think that's really cool. And I never would have thought that people would be interested in what I have to say, especially being one of the younger entrepreneurs featured on your channel. But I think that what you're doing is amazing and has definitely inspired me as well. So thank you for this opportunity. And I would definitely consider this another one of my milestones. Oh, well, thank you so much. That that means a lot. And I'm, I'm so thrilled to have you on as a guest and hear your story. And I think, you know, you said you are one of the younger entrepreneurs, but I think that's what, you know, really stands out. I think it's incredible that you've done all of this um, at 17 years old. Uh, and I think that it's definitely going to be an inspiration to people of all ages. So with, with that too, do you have sort of one piece of advice that, you know, you would give to someone who's maybe thinking of starting a business? I've learned that over my business I've always gotten messages from other business owners asking how what I did to grow my business but 
I think that when you're starting your own business, you should really discover your own passions and interests for yourself because that's how you're really going to make it your own business kind of thing. So as much as I want to say the classic, like, don't give up, just keep trying. I think that's great. But personally, something that's really benefited me and I think can help others is to dedicate time focusing on yourself and more specifically your mentality. So whether it's watching like inspirational TED Talks, reading books, or just studying people that you aspire to be like in the future, in the business world, everything starts from the top, which is you. So having the right mindset and drive to succeed or whatever you perceive as being successful, I think that's what will really help you reach your goals. And I strongly believe that everything starts in your head and your perception on different situations makes all the difference. Just how when I initially started my business during, I started it during one of the toughest times of my life and I could have sat in bed all day like dwelling on what I can't change, but instead I was able to turn it into more of an opportunity. And now I have this wonderful business with lots of room to grow. So I just like to see it as a beginning and I like to say I'm really optimistic and trying my best to sort of maintain this mindset. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, th- I think it's a great piece of advice too, because, you know, it really, with entrepreneurship and starting a business, it really isn't a one size fits all sort of thing. It's everyone has to find their own and find what works for them. And especially finding that passion project that, you know, they really want to build on. Cause like you said, it can be definitely challenging times through running your own business. And so that's, what's going to really keep you going is, is that passion and where can people go to find your business online, find you on social media and, you know, follow along with that journey and purchase, purchase your jewelry as well. Yeah. So my Instagram is Emma with an extra a dot accessories and My website is www.emmasaccessories.com. Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.